As your interior designer, I'm saying do everything in black. Walls, sofa, carpet, goldfish, everything. Um, can we not have a bit of colour? Maybe one tiny highlight in Battleship Grey. It's your home, so you should be in charge. With Avancard's flexible home improvement loan, you are. You can choose any repayment period that works best for you up to 84 months. That's seven years. Find out more at avancard.ie. Lending criteria, terms and conditions apply. New applications only. Seven-year term applies to minimum loan value of €20,000. Avancard Dock Trading as Avancard is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Welcome to the February 19th edition of One Nation Radio here on LOP. I am your host, Rich Latta, and of course, I'm here with my co-host, James Boyd. James, what's going on, man? Nothing. I am uh, delighted after watching the, uh, this incredible episode of SmackDown. Um, this was such a complete uh, difference from from yesterday from uh, yesterday's Raw, and honestly... I, I wasn't. I was gonna. I heard from a few people or whatever about the the ranting and raving that I did on last week's show, and then um, some of the stuff that happened on pay per view and tied in with some of the things that happened on Raw. Um, I was ready to give them a taste. Not to say not as much. I was gonna give them, but I was gonna give. I had a few things saved, but this this episode of SmackDown like melted my heart. Like this thing. This is a great episode of SmackDown. Yeah, man. Uh, it's been a like even Monday Night Raw. Like I liked three of the matches that were on Raw. Same and, here. And you know, for the problems that it had, like with the presentation and all that, that was more than made up for um, tonight in New Orleans. And yeah. that was a. Um, it was definitely a good show to see. The we're riding the uh, the Kofi Mania. Um, yes. You know, we're we're we're, all, we're deep in it. Look at them! Look at them! Look at WWE and Vince taking layups. Yep. Look at that. All they got to do is listen to us. Listen to you boys. <laughs> That's all they got to do. Look, it fell into, look, it's a perfect situation right now. I wish it had been. Do people are going to have a place about wishing that it would be WrestleMania saying that they don't know what's at stake for, for, for him? Sure. But at least they're going with what they have right now, and it makes sense for him to have his match right now. So. You get hand like, for that. Good like, job. Bro, like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I've been, I've been wanting Kobe to get so close to this thing for so long, and he's never got a chance. He's like, you know how we always had that stat about Dolph Ziggler, how he's never had a one-on-one match at a WrestleMania? Right. Well, Kofi Kingston shares that. So, yeah, yeah. And, you know, in the Elimination Chamber flashback before we get started on Raw, that was just such an incredible performance um, that he did. We did a full recap of the Elimination Chamber show immediately. That's over on the Social Suplex Podcast Network if you just want to hear us just gush over uh, Kofi. But yeah, that thing has carried on. It's real. It has legs and it exists. So Yeah, it's a thing now. Yeah, And it's amazing how all of a sudden given um, from SmackDown, like uh, so last six days, whatever you want to call it, or, or last seven days, I'm sorry. Uh, it's amazing how, like, we're throwing Kofi in here, so we're going to let him go out there and beat Jeff Hardy, Samoa Joe, and Daniel Bryan. Then he's going to get to eliminate to limited chamber, and he's going to be on the cusp of winning. He eliminates Randy Orton on the way, and then he also tonight pins the champion. And then you look back to just this past summer, where... Uh, we where we had a where we had a 
we where we had a ups, uh, somebody uh, break through um, to the to the top of the card by beating people with their move in the middle of the ring for like eight straight weeks <laughs> on TV, right? And and look where they are now. They're going to headline wrestle. They're going to uh, main event WrestleMania. And then you look at what they're doing with these NXT call ups. And this is you know probably or since Kevin Owens, this is the best they've ever treated a, a slew of NXT call ups. Um, uh, right. So given what we started on Monday, like to get in there, these three straight, these three acts all get wins. Like it's as if like all of a sudden they just looked up and were like this week and maybe this week only, who knows? Cause this might be a hole in the end. It might be a, some, a different dimension win right now, but like all yeah. of a sudden wins and losses matter. And when you win, you, you, you get more reaction and you're, you're starting to get you people off the right foot. It's amazing how this is working. It's amazing. I- like, I don't know what's gotten into them, but keep doing it. Don't fuck it up. Uh, but let's get it started. Uh, we were in Lafayette, Louisiana, a town that is now infamous for the bad crowd that they uh, had. They could have, you know, had Jesus come back and they would have just looked at him. So uh, I don't know what happened with, with this. And it, it was literally everybody on the on the show. Yeah, man. Pittsburgh thought they should. Pittsburgh thought this raw crowd sucked. Yeah, all I was like, I was like watching the show with headphones in. I normally watch with headphones too, James. And like, I was just seeing my timeline blow up about how bad the crowd was, and I, I just wasn't paying attention for whatever reason. I was like, okay. they don't sound that bad. Like, and then I started like just seeing like after the ricochet match, it like went even like there was like a drop mm. and under a drop, like okay. so. Yeah, and it was like. I- yeah, for me, I noticed it when Triple H was out there, and then he talked about he, you know, he did all this stuff, talked about NXT years coming up, and like the stuff he's saying, like the crowds, like they're just not reacting to it. It's the top of the show with Triple H. Like, what the fuck? The Why game. Why not reacting to it? And then all of a sudden, he puts over that you know he's going into the Hall of Fame or Diaz is going to the Hall of Fame, a a a cornerstone. You can't tell the history of WWE without talking about DX at some point, right? Correct. Right, right. And they barely they got the they got yeah not you know Rockets cheered these guy yay and I was like oh boy what is going on and then you know and then the rest of the show happens and like you know there's only certain moments where the crowd ever like gave half a damn and Ricochet was part of it the, the last like seven minutes of the Ronda match or last four minutes of the Ronda match. Um, you know, uh, like the last false finish of uh, of the uh, DIY revival match. Um, I'm trying to think of other moments where they actually gave half a damn. Um, oh, uh, the the V trigger from um, the V trigger that Elias gave uh, Alistair. Yeah. But I mean, oh, and there'll be a couple things here and there. But like on a three hour show, that was about it. Yeah, it was bare, and it was like you know few and far between. And let's just go through it here. Um, you know, and a lot of this stuff was just like, it felt like they just missed the entire context of why these people were special in a lot of cases. Yes. But, um, yeah. It's, um, it's almost as if uh, this was a rash decision to just bring these people up to the main roster. <laughs> and, and, like, the left hand didn't know what the right hand was doing. Or the left hand and the right hand had no idea what was going on, what the brain was telling it, uh, what was going to happen. And it just all of a sudden was just rushed and just thrown out there. So triple Almost. 
Yep. So Triple H was in the ring. He was like, can you feel it? It's that time of year. We're on the road to WrestleMania. The last 24 hours should be proof of the things happening. Last night was history. Sasha and Bailey won the Women's Tag Team Championships. Finn Balor beat Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush to win the IC title. He mentioned Kofi's name and he got some chance. He said Kofi captured the hearts and imaginations of, of everyone watching when he was this close to the title. And then Becky Lynch, the man, came around and said she wouldn't let a suspension or injury stop her. Corporately, he said uh, if she does it again, she'll be arrested, but it was pretty cool. So um, Triple H trying to walk that line. He said DX is uh, going in the Hall of Fame and named everyone, including China. And then he said that he's about to throw gas on this shit and he's oversees NXT. And he was about to say our developmental, but he stopped himself and said our third world touring brand. And he screwed up his lines and then made a joke. And he was like, it's my pleasure to introduce these folks uh, making their debuts. Uh, He threw to preset video packages of Ricochet, Aleister Black, Johnny Gargano, and Tommaso Ciampa while Michael Cole read these baseball card like facts um <laughs> and without a soul like bro michael cole uh is awful he has to go like you cannot get into these cool people and these cool characters by having michael cole do it who has no credibility with the audience who sounds like as i mentioned he doesn't have a soul when he says these things and it just sounds like just so microwaved and cooked and processed right like you can hear like even without seeing him like that man was him. being handed like a like a damn cue card every minute and then just just going like from right hand read throw it with his left hand right. grab it with his right hand read it throw it like that's yeah. what he was doing right so so two two quick th- or three quick things right so one when you mentioned the triple h thing about uh triple h shot that line that vince uses about uh you know is live tv there are no mistakes uh, and then when he mentioned Kofi and he mentioned Becky, this also when I knew was like they're gonna be in trouble with this crowd because they got it was so half hearted to cheer the pop that by mentioning Becky and Kofi's name I was like oh wow this is gonna be bad and then uh, so quickly move on your mission about Cole it was funny because of the um, it was just Meltzer and Alvarez talking about you know when they're gonna move on from Cole because you know Vince is always <laughs> Vince is a, Vince is a strict ageist right yeah so. Uh, you know, Hulk Hogan, he can't cut the mustard when because he, he's just turned 40, then he goes out and beats your ass in the rings for a year and a half, right? So, um, uh, so they talked about that, and then people start reporting anything that they even speculate about, yep. And then people get mad that don't follow them or listen to them, and then you and get say the they whole, should be muted, the and credibility of journalism, and, and they bash heads with all this shit. other stuff. And it's like, if you knew, then it, like, if you knew what they're actually saying, opposed to speculate about, then you want to get yourself in this situation. But then again, like, I see how you know, if you don't want to follow that shit because you just want to watch the show, how that shit can be annoying online. I, I see that, right? Um, but whatever, internet discourse is trash, yada yada yada. We all know that, so um, we. <laughs> We uh, so I saw, but somebody said on there, and it got a, it got a bunch of likes, like three hundred likes, or whatever. About uh, <laughs> talking about like it was basically a tweet saying like we, I know we ain't out here pretending like Michael Cole ain't uh, ain't ain't good at his job. Or I whatever. saw that, and, and I was, and they had a few like I'm like because you know FDSers that I follow uh were out here liking that shit too, and I was like. Oh my fucking god! Are you serious? <laughs> Have you lost your fucking mind? So I, I went around I was like, okay. So when I I, I watch sports entertain, I watch Vince on sports entertainment, and I watch pro wrestling, whatever, because you know it's, it apparently it's different, right? Yeah, um, and then know. I also watch 
real legitimate sports that aren't predetermined in in one person is it is known right so as i think about all the great like play-by-play announcers um that that i you know from different sports from college basketball college football the nba nfl baseball like the bob costas the al michaels the Vern lundquist's the the you know people like jim, even jim nance or pat summerall all those people uh and then we talk about jim ross joey uh joey styles uh you know, Morrow, all these people, Tony Schiavone, Kevin, oh, Kevin Kelly, yes, all, yeah, exactly. Right now, current contemporary, and and I thought like never in my wild Mike Breen, you know, uh, like never in a million years have I ever thought like let's compare, let's those greats, those people that help make the, the show better all the or what you're watching all the time. I never in a fucking million years thought Michael Cole has made shit better. Now, he's made some matches better, absolutely. He's not trash. But you look at what his overwhelming body of work is, no. Not happening. Get the fuck out of here with that. Yeah. No. Yeah. We might, I, I couldn't we might believe have to say it. I was like, December. what world are we in? Like, even, even the FDSers, y'all are even willing to bat for Cole? <laughs> no limits. Uh, um, apparently bring out the gold tank no limits yeah, at all no limits. not it not it <laughs> so um after that uh you know we got a uh you know also yeah so we got the introduction of all those guys and i think immediately uh i typed in my notes keep them there take their performance center key fobs away so <laughs> change the locks like uh, and then we got Braun Strowman versus Baron Corbin in a tables match. And there are no uh, rules in a tables match, right, James? Yes. Yes. Okay. I, I, yeah, I, go ahead. I, I thought I was going to have to do it, but go, <laughs> yes, I'm glad you're doing it. Go ahead. So Braun Strowman was on him early, tossed him around the ring. Strowman turned his back. Corbin rushed him. some reason, Strowman then had to sell for Baron Corbin for an extended amount of time. Corbin kicked the shit out of him for like the next three minutes, ripped up his shirt to show the rock tape. Strowman retook control, gave him a suplex on the ramp. Uh, Corbin then reversed Braun into the announce table, and they went to break. Then we came back, and of course, Braun Strowman doing the Braun Strowman spot. He posts himself, but he recovers. Corbin got more heat on him until Strowman like leveled him, went to steps a couple of times. Corbin tried his ridiculous slide out of the ring and come back in but Braun the big boss man yep he picked that geek up and power slammed him through the table for a win so just 24 hours before this uh Braun Strowman had to do a clean J-O-B to Baron Corbin uh, on the pay-per-view and a no DQ match now and you know that match was marred with interference with Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre correct where the fuck were they tonight exactly exactly you know what this was, right? We got to get Strowman some heat back. This was classic 50-50 booking. So you know what really was supposed to happen, right? What? At some point, Vince, at some point before telling everybody, Vince decided, we're going to bring up the NXT years. Uh, we'll have one of them tag. We'll have one of them tag with uh, with Balor sometime at some point in the show. Mm-hmm. So we need to have Lashley out on TV, but it makes no sense to actually show Lashley on TV. Before then before then so what they did was that was going to be the, what the real finish was for the pay-per-view and then they fl- and then they flipped it makes sense that's what happened makes sense um why so that we can de- so that we can debut one of three acts three brand new spanking acts without telling nobody shit yeah 
Um, so they threw a graphic up on the screen at that point. Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa versus The Revival. And immediately everyone went into, what the fuck is happening? This is going to be amazing. But why are Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa tag teaming with each other? Just what about the story in NXT? What's going on here? Okay, so... Right now, on TV, on NXT, they're they're teasing like they're getting back together. I guess that this is them officially, quote unquote, being back together. Whatever. Um, the I think my, I think the, if trying to worry about the continuity of of developmental, a third brand of them. All right, we're back. We had some technical difficulty, James. You were talking about the continuity of developmental. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, man. Uh, so, yeah, I was saying like, look, it's the third brand slash developmental. It's gonna have to be. Sometimes gonna have to serve the master of the main roster, right? And that's and look, I, I understand. I'm the same person. I, I recognize it, but I want to let this one. I'm willing to let some of this go because most people don't know this shit, right? What's most like most people's most situation? They're gonna be like, yeah, uh, blah blah. They might ask a friend that also watches wrestling. They'll be like, oh yeah, well this is going on, whatever. They'll be like, why did they do that? And then they'll just shrug their shoulders and be like, oh okay, well whatever, because they don't watch it, so it don't matter to them. So they're a team. They're, they're baby faces, even though they're both heels. Whatever. Um, they went out there and had the match. And I, uh, well, we're gonna get to that later. Yeah, yeah. So Heyman came out. Strowman nerve grabbed him and what the. No I, I'm idea. Sorry. Do we have to? What are they doing with these like these jumbling of segments where they like bring somebody immediately like no transition, just bring somebody out from backstage and then like they have an interaction or they don't and you, then they'll, you know what that they is? go to commercial or they'll uh, go backstage and then come back and like you, what? Why you, are they doing this now? You know what that is? That's them trying to steal minutes because they don't have that overrun anymore. Like get your ass out there. You think that's what it is? I think that's what that is. Uh, to me, it almost feels like they're trying to do, they're almost trying to do like Crash TV. Oh, to, God. They're, like they're trying to do Crash TV. Is Russo like, back? And, like, tra- <laughs> like transitioning back and forth to try to keep your attention, to keep you from changing channels on rap. Like, that, that they're trying to use those as wraparound segments. Yeah. Like, to get you to transition. But it's like, no, man, we just think that like y'all are just sloppy right now and like, we're just, whatever. Like, it's not, it's not good. Stop doing it. So Heyman was like, uh, he said he can't say he was surprised by Braun's actions. Everyone should be jealous and envious of my client. He's the most successful act in MMA and WWE, essentially. Uh, And then Heyman said he prepared some fresh propaganda uh, about Brock Lesnar. Well, he didn't say that. I said that. Uh, So he played a narration package that was narrated by him. So this was hilarious. Uh, He said our hero has no hope. He said, that's not a knock on the challenger. It's a big up for the champion. He talked about Brock being from a farm that gave him his killer instinct. He became the best college wrestler. Lesnar didn't seek out WWE. WWE recruited him. Within six months, he smashed a rock. Lesnar went through WWE in two years, went to UFC, won the belt. Brock got bored. Then he noticed the fields of WWE had regrown. Nothing about Brock's NFL career or him getting knocked the fuck out or diverticulitis or or, 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 or losing OBW. his passion for the business or yes <laughs> no, or even OBW none like, of that none of that shit and the funny part about it is like when it did the Randy Orton SummerSlam thing that was their heat was saying like he changed his OBW so it's like oh okay so 
you know, I'm not supposed to remember that because that was three years ago. But still, like, yeah. you've put it into, you've put it out there before on the main roster. So he then uh, came back to the ring for the promo segment of it. He went on about Brock Lesnar conquering the streak and people still being mad about it. I wrote, man, that was five years ago. Fuck off. Uh, he and, said, and it got no heat. Yeah, uh, he said, you guys boo, but like Seth Rollins, there's nothing you can do about it. Balor then cut Heyman off, and he was out wearing his new IC title. We came back from break, and all of a sudden, Paul Heyman had disappeared into the ether. Apparently, um, cool. so they they showed up. Balor winning the IC title while pinning the money tissue Leo Rush, <laughs> and um, <laughs> he said Balor got on the mic. He said it's been a while since I had a belt, and boy, does it feel good. I grew up watching uh, the greats like Razor, Sean, Flair. I thought he was just going to keep naming Triple H's friends, but he didn't. Um, <laughs> and he said that it's been a dream of his to hold this belt, and he's proud to continue the the um, the legacy of being the Intercontinental Champion. He plans on defending his belt, and then I came to collect hit. So Rush came out. He looked just somber. Uh, looked like he hadn't slept. Uh, he said, you don't deserve to be the IC champion. Lashley does. Facts. And then Lashley comes up and jumps Balor. And this makes no yeah. fucking sense because Cole just said, randomly says, well, I guess Leo and Lashley made up. This is Rich. bad writing. Rich, do you know where they shot their makeup video at? I heard they shot it on Instagram. Apparently. I saw it on Twitter. Boy. And I saw it on Twitter today on tuesday like they couldn't Not, they couldn't set this up backstage to make the heels look like liars or something like like have have them backstage saying please bobby can you forgive me or some something like that and then have lashley like shun them or something like that yeah, and like, then like the Heyman and uh lesnar deal from last wrestlemania something like that yeah yeah okay so so the, the best part like remember what i tell you about how they did the backstage thing with uh the iconics and like when they're actually just allowed to be themselves, they're actually funny as geeks. Uh-huh. Well, and then, and then they're in front of the audience and they're giving the writing and they're just not funny at all and they're terrible. Okay, so they they have they, that one-minute video or two-minute video on Instagram or Twitter or whatever else, but it is Lashley and Leo talking back and forth. It's like, oh, my God, like, Bobby Lashley is not a robot. Um, <laughs> Why is it? TV, how come everything I see from anybody in WWE, like, they're better than actually on screen when they show them the main roster? I don't understand. I, I, like, where was this, like, charisma and, like, kind of, like, acting and direction and, like, you get an attitude? And maybe it's because, like, he doesn't have to think or whatever. Or maybe because, like, they just act like he can't do anything so that he doesn't have a chance to even do it. Like, it, it was it was, it was was good. It was actually, dare I say, slightly compelling. Man. Like to see like where they were going to go as far as like what's going to happen because like they made it a thing where um, he's like, look, man, if you want to beat me up again and just do it, then like they, you know, and then they go from there. Like it was, it was actually pretty compelling or halfway compelling. But man. enough of that. We'll never see that again. I have to seek this out uh, before it disappears yeah. into the internet. Um, yeah, let Vince see it. He'll get rid of that quick. Yeah. So uh, Balor's getting whooped, and then all of a sudden. Rick O'Shea came out. 
my dog is here. He's flipping all over the ring, uh, flipping all over the aisle, and he cleaned Bobby and Leo up. And then all of a sudden, we got a tag team match made between Ricochet and Finn Balor against Leo Rush and Bobby Lashley. Leo Rush and Ricochet open with a bunch of flying counter-wrestling that they've done to each other in uh, numerous promotions across the world. I believe I retweeted uh, their meeting in PWG in 2017 where they were essentially doing the same sequence. It was great. Um Everything was good as long as Lashley wasn't in there slowing slowing it down. Leo Rush takes yep. an entertaining ass whooping. Um, at one point, Balor thought he had the win, then Lashley distracted him. Ricochet was fucking with Lashley from the apron, and then uh, eventually got cut off by Leo Rush giving him a chop block to set up the heat segment. And then my stream died during the rest of the heat, but luckily I got it right back for Ricochet's hot tag, <laughs> which was awesome. Uh, and he ended up getting a pin on Rush uh, after you know a long comeback thing. Uh, you know, hit a big dive on Lashley outside the ring, ran from Lashley, flipped over the top of him. Lashley got hit with a double feet um, from double drop kick uh, or two foot drop kick from um, uh, Balor on the outside and uh, got in. Hit the double front flip after an awesome hot tag. Ricochet did get over, uh, if anyone did, out of all the um, you know new NXT guys on Monday. So, uh, and we can only hope that Vince was impressed. So, <laughs> yeah, um, Rick, Ricochet looked great, and, and his two like his two big flurries off. He looked absolutely great. Um, which I mean, I mean, uh, people are going to have issues with trying to get used to the stuff he does, and maybe they Vince or whoever else or Kevin Dunn tries to rein him in because they're carrying him out again, crossed up and lost and shit. They are yes. on fake. Um, so. We'll see how this goes. If they let him do his thing, like Ricochet is one of the greatest uh, wrestlers this country's ever produced. So um, we'll see where this goes. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I have one thing, like, you know, the thing with, uh, I, I, at this point you were seeing like a lot of people sending these, these pretty much these hating ass tweets out about like, you know, the NXT guys and, uh, you know, them being the top NXT stars and there being such a difference between the main roster and the NXT and the audiences and everything like that. And my response was simply like, if you let these people do their thing, they will get over like anywhere else they go. If you don't, they won't. And then you should fire them. Because, (laughs) (laughs) and do you want to let them walk right now? No, oh, you don't. So let them get over then. Like, that's, you know. Um, So from there, uh, Natalia was in the back talking to Triple H, had the leopard on, looking great. Um, Drew McIntyre rolled up on Triple H. He was like, I see you rolling out the red carpet for these NXT dudes. He said, I'll do anything. Give me Seth Rollins. I want a main event WrestleMania. And then uh, Dean Ambrose rolled up and said, he's not booked. What about him? Then he uh, slapped him in the face. Yes. And, you know, this is wacky Dean Ambrose and just walked off. And Triple H said, you still want Steph or you uh, want Dean Ambrose? And <laughs> Drew told him to make the match. And then we had Dean Ambrose versus uh, uh, McIntyre. And at that point, I was like, choo-choo, it's time to fire. It's time to ride the train. Yes, the train. The uh, Ambrose World Tour rolls on. The Ambrose Job World Tour rolls on. And, um, yeah, after that, the Lucha House Party was out. He, he hit him with his finish twice. Yeah, 
And look, and this and this wasn't exactly like no. Uh, this wasn't exactly like the thirtieth minute of of the uh, of of the battle for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. This wasn't the second Rainmaker. This was I am going to embarrass this clown. Yes, this, this exactly man is on the way out of the territory. Uh, yes, this this was definitely not uh, John Cena double uh, uh, double A and uh, or double. And uh, what's this called? Uh, oh my God! Uh, Dan- or not Daniel Bryan? My God! AJ Styles at, uh, at Royal Rumble. This definitely was not that. Yeah, yeah. They um they treating Dean like it's the mid nineteen nineties and be like, yo, we gonna beat you like a dog on the way out of here. You know who else got jobbed out like this? And this is like right when we first started watching back. Uh, With- uh, uh, when you said the nineteen nineties, why did I start thinking like someone jobbing the way out? I started thinking of, uh, of uh, Mark Merrill. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just, just getting whooped. Uh, Who are you thinking of? John Morrison. Ooh, when he was yeah. Job Morrison. Yeah. Yeah. Miz whooping that ass. Miz whooping that ass. Our truth was whooping him. Literally anybody was whooping him at that point. Um, the Lucha House Party was out. Cole simply called them the Luchas. And they played Vince's bullshit from last week. Talked about what Becky did last night. Um, and then it was the Luchas against Ryder and Hawkins, who got no entrance. Grand Metalik was in the match. So, and they were still telling us who Ryder and Hawkins were. Like, we had no idea. Running down yeah. bios for all these guys. Yeah. You know, former former U.S. champion, no idea who he is. Yep. <laughs> you know, um, like, was, was in a, look, was in a, was in a angle with, with John Cena and Kane. Like, they ran through the beginning of, uh, of, of 2012. It's like, it never happened. Yep. Shit, it might as well have never happened. That shit was seven years ago. <laughs> I mean, they buried. I mean, they buried him. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, te- um, we'll show. We'll, te- we'll teach you about getting the fuck over on your own. <laughs> oh man, uh, uh, Kane murdered that man every week. Rich on Raw, he yeah. murdered a new way to murder him every single week. It, I thought Zack Ryder should have just changed his name to Kenny at that point, dude. When, remember when he pushed him off the fucking ramp with, uh, in the wheelchair, bro? With remember the neck that? brace. Yes. I and the headband on. Yes. Goof. <laughs> so, Grand Metalik was in the match. Uh, Dorado hit a uh, Hurricane Rana to the guardrail. Renee defined being ready as having a tan and looking good. Then Corey Graves bar- yes. buried uh, Eric Bischoff 70 feet deep. <laughs> Said tans don't win championships. Ask Bischoff if you haven't heard it. Listen to Conrad Thompson scream on Eric Bischoff for fucking the finish over a tan uh, of Starcade 97. It's this long convoluted bullshit that you guys will feel like you're, you, you'll feel like oh my god wrestling history could be completely different right now like once you hear that (laughs) like yeah they went over star just real quick they went over starcade 97 and then got to basically just the finish of the match and all the things and decisions and all the all the shenanigans of nick patrick and everything that all the all and all of the fallout from that and that just that part alone with 50 minutes it is utterly compelling i've listened to it i think i listened to it like three times in a row because but anyway, but yeah, it was it, it it was great, and I I popped like that's the first time Grace legitimately popped me since like he's been on the main roster. Damn. Yeah, and look, uh, whatever is going on in his personal life, or whatever else, what what have you. Um, but um, uh, but he popped me on this one. I'll give him that. 
I'll give him that. So Graves also popped me. He said he asked Michael Cole, "Does anyone not like to have fun?" And Cole was completely flabbergasted. And he's he's like he's said that shit so many times that he wasn't ready for anyone ever ask him about that. And how flabbergasted? Because like the very next thing, someone come out and they were like, "You talk, are you talking about uh, heavy machinery, right?" Yeah. Well, no, no, no. During during the match, he was talking about the um, Lucha House Party, right? Right, and what's the very next segment? Though? Yes, yeah, yeah, I, I know that part, but this okay, part, he uh, like when during that response, Cole was flabbergasted. It was like, uh, like he was, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Used to get like, wait a second, the things that I say don't make sense. Exactly. Uh. <laughs> so Hawkins set up uh, like he was actually going to win the match. They actually uh, fooled me for a second, uh, but then he got caught with a hurricanrana and pinned. Uh, Heavy machinery was out next to no reaction, uh, like many other folks. And what was said on commentary at the time, right? Like was just right after that, Rich said, these are two guys that love to have fun. <laughs> Immediately, right, either him or Renee said it right after Graves was basically told that man to examine the bullshit that he's saying. And he said it like, these guys also like to have fun. And they had a chuckle. I was like, boy, 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 boy. Yeah. Um, so Charlie was like, what can WWE expect from heavy machinery? Uh, Fucker Knight gets on the uh, on, on the mic and, and says we're blue, we're blue collar solid. We love to work hard wait, and man. get it wait, in. Wait, and... wait, 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 wait. What? <laughs> what? So you don't know about the Fucker Knight thing? No. <laughs> what? What? I'm like, wait, what is going on here? So there's this thing, like, I guess, like, in one of his video packages where it has his name, like, Tucker, uh, across the, you know, the LED board or whatever. But the okay. T, it, it's like a fancy kind of T, and it actually looks like an F where it just looks like fucker oh or whatever. <laughs> so people call that man fucker. So, yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, it said we love to work hard to get it in and get in the gym, and we like to eat steaks and weights. And you know, uh, Otis went on about Tucky and all this other stuff, and so yeah, uh, uh, you know, another so- one. Did you catch that? Um, they dropped their last names last week, right? Mm-hmm. And then Tucker calls Otis his little brother, and then Otis calls Tucker his big brother. And okay, it's like fine, y'all are brothers, like y'all really close friends. But then Graves goes gets his jab in my saying that like he made something about brothers a, now. He said something about a family about a, about their about their their genes, something about genetics and their genes being a being a terrible um like as if like they're ter- they may, they make terrible offspring or something like some joke like that. So now they're like they're Asian Christian. They're just fake brothers. Yeah, now, all of a sudden. Apparently, I don't. I don't know whether whether it's figure speech or no. They'll probably if, forget no, this but, shit next but he week. made a joke. No, no. They they both call each other brothers, and then Graves on commentary says something about their freaking gene pool being like terrible. They're brothers. I I've tuned Corey Graves out for a lot for most of the things he says, but uh, why are they brothers, Rich? I mean. Everyone, a lot of people in the wrestling business call each other brother, but I don't know. Um, I mean, why didn't they tell us sooner? Are Gargano and Ciampa going to be brothers next? <clears throat> <laughs> you ready to move on? 
<laughs> so Lacey Evans came out uh, and she did a, oh, she did her walk to the ring uh, and then they do theirs and all this was ridiculous and cringe. Um, like yeah. she took the she took the Alexa Bliss spot right here. This is like I I don't like where this is going. Like and, and you can clearly see uh, this this is also funny when it comes to these NXT call ups. There are two kinds of call ups. There are ones that they let get in the ring and go and get over and do fun shit. And then there are these motherfuckers, like, where they have to hide them in plain sight. So, after that, uh, Chamba and Gargano were backstage. Uh, and Gable and Rude rolled up, like heels, it felt like, strangely. Uh, it yes. said, uh, congrats, you're debuting on Raw. It talked about they need to start from the bottom and work their way up. Gargano says, we've been running AXC for two years and we're here to take over. And that kind of sounded contrived. But uh, the revival came up. Uh, started talking shit to DIY, talked about all the great matches they've had in the past. Uh, I noticed Chad Gable had a headband on with the suit, yes, which was different. Um, <laughs> so we got um, Revival and DIY. Uh, they had a, essentially a condensed version of their uh, any match they've ever had, uh, a condensed raw main roster TV version of that match. A lot of good work, yeah. limited reactions. Uh, seeing Ciampa as a face was really weird. Uh, DIY went over. Since they're both heels and they worked his faces, all this shit, like, it didn't land the right way. And this was, like, a yeah. big, big part of that context thing where yeah. it just presented, like, yeah, they're fighting. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. like you like this shit in NXT, right? Like, well, there's there's a reason you like it in NXT. Right. Right. The crowd didn't get into this until the last near fall. Yeah. Like, this is very much like when we talk about those two or five live matches they end up getting over where like they bust their ass and bust their ass and then eventually like the crowd looks around and says, Oh my god, these guys have been like working really hard and this has been a good technical match. Like maybe we should give half a shit. Yeah. Yep, so uh Charlie Caruso uh then uh interviewed Balor and Ricochet. Spoke to Balor first, uh, but he said tonight wasn't about him. It was about Ricochet. Uh, then he left and let Ricochet take over. Ricochet said it was a dream come true, and we haven't seen the last of him. Uh, he, he was overcome by emotion. Talked about from being put being from Paducah, Kentucky, I believe. Uh, yeah. it, it's funny that Ricochet's accent doesn't slip through more because I'm sure there are times when it does, and it's going to be hilarious. So, uh, And he seemed like really excited to be there and overjoyed so happy happy joy joy baby face ricochet yes he seemed yes he i want him to be cooler but maybe it's just you know i mean uh, i mean i don't know it seems that right now that their whole entire thing is either we have people be badasses or we have people just be happy to be there and they don't have any room for anything else right now um and so right Huh? All of our dreams are coming true. Right, right. So right now he's not a badass. So like they don't know how to necessarily. I don't think they know how to write for someone like him. So what they came up with is let's have him be person. Every he's 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 the fifth. He's the twenty eighth thousandth Shawn Michaels type living his boyhood dream, right? Or or their childhood dream. Everybody everybody's baby face either working a childhood dream or they're here to kick ass. Is there's no in between. (laughs) <laughs> oh man then after that uh there was a video with kevin owens uh he talked about being a couple weeks away from his comeback uh said this wasn't really much of an update <clears throat> and um he was out in the mall i still don't he still doesn't know what brand he's on neither do we 
said he's never been hungrier. He started eating popcorn. Then his son ripped him off for his change, which was, like, hilarious. Uh, and Owen said he was ready to fight again, and that was it. So, uh, Sasha and Bailey came out next. Also, happy to be their goals and dreams, baby faces. Mm-hmm. Uh, the graphic said, Raw Women's Tag Team Champions. If they add another set of belts, I'm going to be furious. Um, I don't think that is the case, but, you know, based on the graphics, Bailey, I didn't know she had face tats now. I wasn't sure, or if there was this, whatever, but she's got the stars on the face. I was like, hold on, hold on, Bailey, you switching up on me. Bailey couldn't believe they were the champions. Sasha said that it uh, felt like a dream, but it's here now. We did this. Crazy to think how far we've come to make history in NXT, to do it here. We've done it together. Bailey said we've gone from hating each other uh, to loving each other and uh, being on the same team. Sasha says we have the same vision, uh, dreams, and goals, and she wouldn't want to do this with anyone but Bailey. Bailey said it took us going to war with each other and together we're changing the world this is just the beginning we're going to change the world and hold these belts a really long time sasha said uh she plans on defending these belts against anyone past present or future raw smackdown and even nxt women could get it who do you want to see him face james come on man you already know the answer don't you play with me man <laughs> Kyrie and eo man come on now like that's I don't, I don't know I don't know where that's gonna be at, but if it's in full sale, I'm gonna be there. Not the iconics. Mm, I mean, if they want to get if they want to have a match, sure. I don't want to see that necessarily, but yeah, sure. Why not? Not not Jessamine and um, what's her name? Oh, Marina. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I heard somebody. I heard somebody refer to them because they have the the shirts that say "Fight and Play." Yeah. Uh, they refer to them as thing one and thing two. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, nah, man, you can't be. How many more L's are they going to catch? Can they win a match? They need to. Can they, that's, that's NXT you talk. Well, anyway, yeah, like, um, yeah, I, I wonder what, I wonder what's going to be next. I mean, after, after they get through, you know, overcoming the Giants on their way to WrestleMania, like every babyface ever does at WrestleMania season, always have to overcome some Giants. I think they need to be on the next NXT tapings. Like, well, the, the ones I think that are either going to happen, nope, not this week, but soon. All right, well, if they're going to be in those tapings, then I need to know so I can get there. <clears throat> So after that, uh, Naya and Tamina came out. Tamina broke from her normal dominant self and actually got on the mic. <laughs> Naya came out and talked a bunch of shit. Uh, she said she doesn't get them. Told Bailey this belt uh, is all y'all gonna get. Sasha only cares about Sasha, and we know anytime she wins a belt, she loses it on her first defense. Okay. Tamina so, said, uh, face it, y'all girls got lucky and y'all luck is running out. And I was just captivated by her performance. If you say captivated by the dominance, I would have screamed. <laughs> I'm saying, so, all right. So, last I checked, Naya is a one time Raw Women's Champion, right? I think she's won it twice. I think. She won it twice. When did she win it the second time? She won it at WrestleMania. And when did the second time she won it? She was the champion. She was a champion, and then she f- was going to Money in the Bank. Alexa cashed in on her. Go oh, to yeah, SummerSlam. Bond as the champion. Yeah, that's it. She's one time. Yeah, she's one time. Wrong with the champion. It. 
Never and mind. Ba- so Bailey is also a one-time Raw Women's Champion. Yep. What is she talking about? She's evil. Okay. So then she comes out there and does the Alexa Bliss line that Alexa Bliss basically uh, ruined uh, or helped sabotage Sasha's career. Or not sabotage, but like it, it was one of those. Like, Set it back. Hill, Hill says, Hill damages the character of Babyface uh, by stating the truth and a clear shortcoming and then goes out there and then like further expose the shortcoming and therefore weakens the Babyface. So... You never able to able to defend your championships. You win them and then you always lose them. That happened at Summer uh, right after SummerSlam seventeen, and then she ended up losing the very next match on I think it was on TV. And like Sasha basically on a free fall from where she was an established star to scrambling until basically just now getting back on her feet. Um, so I thought that was dumb as fuck. Oh. Uh, yeah. So I, I and I noticed this like every time I hand Nia Mike. She starts off and she has heat or some level of heat. And by the time she gets done, the crowd is like just in silence. <laughs> I don't know if it, if it goes on too long or just those lines don't hit. But like I know her, her delivery is, is has gotten better. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know is, what it like, is. People like people are still mad at her or t- about the Becky thing. And then laugh, and then she starts talking to be like, Oh yeah, like she's not good. Like, so man, why do I give her. it? Like, it's like you just forget. Yeah, it's just like eh, whatever. I mean, all through this show, like the the reactions are getting smaller and smaller, literally for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so after that, uh, you know, Nia and Tamina they, they finish that up. Um, we got Dean Ambrose versus Drew McIntyre. All I have in my notes is Ambrose squashed in all caps. Uh, sorry, Sam. I, I just want to know what part of, of the work this is, James. I don't know. So we're gonna find out one day. Yeah. <laughs> so um, then Seth Rollins is backstage. Nice to see that guy who's gonna be fighting for the Universal Title. Um, and of course, he still has that back injury that they don't want to tell us about. Why they got Becky running around here with a fake injury? Go figure. He said, I'm not walking into WrestleMania with a death wish. I'm going to accept my fate. That mania is all over. His reign of terror is done. As for my fate, whether I leave on my own two feet or leave on a stretcher, I'm leaving as the Universal Champion. Ambrose rolls up all injured, looking around, acting kooky. Seth asks, can he help him? And then Ambrose was like, where were you, man? And then Seth was like, have you lost your damn mind? Dean then made a funny face and shrugged. And he looked like he was in full, I don't give a fuck mode. Like, 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 yo, I'm out of here in a couple months. The countdown that, is on. Okay. So between that promo that he cut about telling uh, Triple H, uh, about asking Triple H if he needs to go get permission from, uh, from his daddy-in-law a couple of weeks back, and then that face he made to Seth after he asked me he lost his mind, he's like, because he actually started to consider him whether or not he actually lost his mind. I was like, okay, like Dean is like, okay, like Dean clearly still has it, whatever you know. But you know, he, he seems to be done. Uh, but I do find it funny that during that weird thing with the Shield and war, Dogs of War thing, when when Am, or when Seth called him a lunatic on like playingly and actually like endearingly, he snapped off on him and said, "What do you call me? Don't call me that." And then he, this time he asked him, "Have you lost your mind?" And this time he's like, "Maybe I have." <laughs> 
and and but it's all good now, right? Like after this is this is after you know like God is punishing Roman shit. This is like what I don't know what they're doing. Like I don't know I don't know what do you think they're doing? Running out the clock, dribbling dribbling that shit like Bob Cousy with, with only his right hand uh, until you, the clock runs out. Do you think that like maybe like Dean like helps him win the title or something like that? Maybe. Maybe other than that, I don't know what the hell they're what the hell they're trying to maybe, do. And maybe, maybe they, they kill time. Like maybe they bring back Roman too at WrestleMania, and then Tom, like they all do the uh, the shield pose one last time. Dean walks off into the sunset, or and Roman Reigns you know goes back into whatever, or he returns or whatever. Um, you know what? What my idea for Dean Ambrose is? So it's to get written off. Like some, so it's a curtain call essentially. Huh? It would be like a curtain call essentially. I guess I like the thing is if he's gonna be in the, in the title match at WrestleMania, can we make it about him? Yeah, like the like the whole fucking uh, summer has been about the Shield. Was about the Shield, about not him. It's about the Shield, and now it's like he won the he won the World Rumble. Hello, and now you know. I mean, obviously it's just a suggestion, but it's like I, I I'm not. I think like, I'm not. I'm not like I. Th- I would. I would rather. I would rather them have Roman come out and then and then like you know, give us a status update or check in with us or whatever. It was in front of the crowd <clears throat> and then the crowd cheers for him at, at WrestleMania. Than that, like that's too much. Like that's too much. Like edging. That's too much. Like edging his way out with Christian. Mm. Yeah. And it's like yeah. It's, it's yeah. It's my. It's I'm little homie. It over. Little homie. It's Look little at homie, him. I'm yeah. done. But, yeah. Mm, yeah. Mm. Um. My idea for Dean Ambrose to how they can write him off, they literally send the dudes in the white coats in the straight jacket to put him in a in a straight jacket and they yank him from TV and we never see him again. It's and, almost like And Druids. that's his full destiny. It's almost like Druids. Yeah. Like snatching no, you off TV we never no, see him again. No, you remember Kane in like the nineteen ninety nine Royal Rumble and the, the the orderlies came and got him? That's what I'm suggesting. No, but the same thing. Like group of geeks grab you and t- and like take you off screen. Yes, and, and and we never see you again because he's crazy. Boy. So, um, Alistair Black was up next. He got the superstar entrance and he rose the fuck up. <laughs> and the crowd had no idea who this dude was. Like so, um, he cut a promo before the match. He said, "If uh, silence and sleep." Deep sleep is what you seek. Allow me to help you for tonight. You will fade to black. And he was wrestling against Elias. Terrible choice. What uh, time was it? Of the bottom of the hour. Of course it was. It, yes. Um, Elias sat in a chin lock forever. Crowd was trying to fire up on a comeback, but all Elias wanted to do was a hold. Um, he did do like a, a cool knee. Uh, I don't know if the chemistry was the greatest. Uh, Alistair was doing like a couple cool things, flipping around the ring. I uh, ended up getting the win with the black mask. So all the NXT guys going over uh, and that trend would continue on SmackDown, which was smart. Um, has anyone seen an EC3 lately? I don't know. He's somewhere not talking. Yeah. Yeah. So did you catch that during commentary, you know, the, the described as good Michael Cole, Read off that sta- off the back of that card to describe my uh, describe him and he described him as moody. Moody, yes. What the fuck? 
<laughs> Moody. Like, uh, okay. That sounds so like he, it'll look. That sounds like it'll draw. Like, <laughs> yes, yes. Like, remember, remember when they were like the outlandish Rich Swan, yes. the Moody Alistair Black. What the fuck? Okay, so do you, people were uh, people were trying to give up. Uh, I also saw all the threads because I, I read through this thing. I just, I just in disbelief, just incredulous. And I remember someone mentioned that. Uh, that you know he is good when you let him you know get out of it, it's Vince is when Vince is motherfucking you in in your ear all the time you can't be good or whatever I, else I've, I've heard the excuse in the past yeah right and then like and then they mentioned like you know like the first UK tournament and uh, and then they mentioned like this year's man classic like oh really this year's man classic the one where like they have Rhea Ripley versus the American Ninja Warrior in in. And then Michael Cole says that the athleticism advantage goes to the tall one. Correct. You know, not the only woman to ever finish this uh, uh, American Ninja Warrior course. The only one. Literal, the literal American Ninja Warrior. Yes. I, I, I was like Michael Cole, ladies and gentlemen. Stay off the weed. <laughs> oh, y'all tweeting that poison on the app. Like, stop. Um. So yeah, Alistair Black. Who made y'all like yeah, this? Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't get it. It's ridiculous. Um. So the the full discourse of this evening were these these NXT like the the quote unquote casual fans don't care about these NXT people completely not realizing that everyone on this fucking show no one gave the gave a fuck about any of them like <laughs> like this this town this Lafayette town wherever the fuck they were. It, like they got a bunch of things. One, this crowd's look, and people have talk, now talking about. I've seen, um, don't don't crowd shame, whatever the fuck that is. And I'm like, that's look, man, new. We, and I'm like, look, we better damn well crowd shame. Like that crowd, that WrestleMania after, uh, or that after WrestleMania 31 crowd fucking sucked when they were saying that shit about all the women. That was terrible. We need no crowd shame needs to be a thing. If you come out there and you do foul stuff or you're just on your hands bored or whatever else. Look, if you're not enthused, I'm not telling you be enthused just for sake of being enthused. But I'm not gonna also say that this crowd was good. Like we were uh, the raw last week. That was in Grand Rapids, right? Grand Rapids, Michigan. They were that on a, fire for a bad a, show. That exactly, and we praised them. So you can, if you can get if you can be praised and get criticism, Houston, Houston for pay per view was a great crowd for uh, Elimination Chamber. Yeah, this crowd sucked. Uh, tonight's crowd at SmackDown was a good crowd. So. It's that simple. I'm not going into being personal about their town and being, you know, being a dumpster fire. And I'm just saying, like, y'all weren't enthused to go. Y'all spent money to go watch a show. Y'all weren't enthused by it, even though it was a good product that was giving you. I understand when the show's bad and you just don't do that. Anyway, um, I forgot my point was going to be. Oh, yeah. uh, All the discourse with with what's going on between, you know, one side and the other. and, And they mentioned about. NXT and you know, uh, and they mentioned that part about these, these guys aren't stars to the casuals. I'm like, okay, uh, have you looked at the ratings? Have you looked at like how like <laughs> are, look? If you are out here watching the main roster, no, like think about it. This about the, like the casual fans. You mean the casual fans spend five hours a week watching watching uh, two shows? That's casual to you. That sounds yeah, casual to you. That don't sound casual at all. Okay, there you go. So we already off on that one. So then. Uh, they talked about like the different the casual fan this and the third. I'm like, okay, so um, NXT is now will be uh, in at the end of or next week will be five 
uh, will be five years NXT. That is Kevin Owens, that's Charlotte Flair, that's Becky Lynch, that's Sasha Banks, that's Alexa Bliss, that's Braun, or not Braun Strowman, that's uh, that's Sami Zayn, that's that's oh, also you would call all of NXT, right? That's also Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, Big E, uh, Xavier Woods, like the whole roster, like eighty percent of the fucking roster is NXT. Don't give me that. Oh, it's Kevin fans, they don't get over. Like. Okay, if they if if that were true, then that means nobody on next on the main roster except for like Brock fucking Lesnar would be over. So what are we talking <laughs> about right now? Or an AJ because AJ was yeah. an NXT guy. What are we talking about? I I think it's just more um, digging your heels into whatever you feel like riding for and who you want to ride against. And when look, ultimately, was- like ultimately, as you put it, they all. Are their wrestlers like? Exactly. <laughs> they're all all our wrestlers, right? That we watch on this show, right? Like we know there are certain classes of these wrestlers. Like I've you know gone on forever and ever about you know right the, the, how these call ups are done, and then these are the call ups that I feel like should have been happening <clears throat> this whole time because these are the people that are on top, and it kind of makes sense as a hierarchy or whatever, right? So I don't. I don't know why there was this rush to bang on these guys, right? That were there on Monday when they blew two months of Lars Sullivan, mm-hmm. Heavy Machinery, mm-hmm. EC3, mm-hmm. Lacey Evans, Nikki mm-hmm. Cross, right? Yep. So like, are, are those Cross- people not translating also? Like, it's right. like, you know, what's up? Nikki Cross and uh, Heavy Machinery are the two best acts from that whole class or that that group that came up. Nikki Cross and Heavy Machinery. Come on now. Like, of course it's not going to be on the press. And another thing is like, look, we've been, we've been seeing this <clears throat> we've been seeing this since last year where there's starting to be a there's, even though it's a WWE product it's starting to become a thing a schism, if you will, between NX, people that watch NXT and watch the main roster and people that watch just the main roster because they're because uh, people are getting sensitive and getting tired of being talked down to about how much better NXT, a one hour show that is pre-taped, is better than five hours of live television. Mm-hmm. Of course the one hour show is better. It's pre-taped and it's one hour. We gotta watch five hours of live television with guys that are that are on the road like wrestling a million matches, getting hurt left and right, or tired. And sleep deprived. Like, of course NXT should be better. Like, besides the part of we think that uh, they have they say they have more concentrated talent to wrestle each other um, and keep things fresh or whatever else. And there's a churn. They have all these built-in advantages to be better. So why be upset about it being better? Like, why? Are you, like, I don't. I don't get it. It's like. It's like the people that get mad at, that, that talk about that rank on LeBron for like facing the Warriors and then like look at it, he's three six mafia. No, 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 no. It's like he had to play the greatest team ever. And I mean, and he 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 went out there he got swept. Okay, he got swept, but his best his who's his best teammate? It's like look, it's an L. You're just gonna take the L, it's fine. Like I I get like just be okay with there being an L and like why can't Rob be better? Like there's reasons why Rocky better. It's three fucking hours. It's it's not supposed to be good. 
Three hours of live television every single week is not supposed to be good. And, and also, like, you know, look at who the fuck is left on that show. Like, yeah, depleted <laughs> roster. Yes, that too. Like, with no Sami Zayn, no Kevin Owens, no Roman Reigns, uh, uh, Dean Ambrose out the door. They've now started doing this thing over the last, like, month where they just do heel on uh, both shows, SmackDown and Raw. People turn heel, heel, heel left heel face right. turns without a reason or no explanation for it. What do you expect of, of like of? Gee, I'm so shocked that the that the rating is down. Nothing makes sense. Like we keep turning people left and right. So then, for when you keep doing that, you stop caring because you have no reason to care and have no investment one way or the other. And then they want to play this. Um, you want to play this uh, gray area stuff, and it's like, all right, well, you want stuff in the middle, people gonna fill in the middle, and then here we are. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Um, then we got our main event: uh, Ronda Rousey and Ruby Riot. So uh, Ronda opened up quick, hit some punches in the corner. Ruby rolled out and stalled. Uh, Ruby then got in the ring and gave Ronda an STO. Started whooping on Ronda. Did this cool monkey flip move. Uh, Ronda gave her and then reversed it into some type of hole and they went to break at 10.51 Ruby gave Ronda this big spear and fucking cleaned her up like it was a fucking sack or something Uh, there was some we want Becky chants uh, that were audible during the main event and I guess the crowd was looking for Becky as well uh, because Brock Lesnar and Becky Lynch were advertised locally uh, and WWE didn't bother to (laughs) rescind those uh, advertisements did they get the visas in on time? Did that just go through on them or something? I, I'm not sure. You know. Okay. You know, we got to get Brock in the country. You know. So, um, reverse cannonball by Ruby. Uh, there was a riot kick. Ronda kicked out of Ruby's finish. I want to say at least twice. Uh, Ronda did yeah. this this horrible no looking. Time. Yep. Ronda did this horrible looking dive to the outside where she looked like she should never do that again. <laughs> she looked like she fell off the rope. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember uh, the Survivor Series 14 match where Rusev uh, got counted out because uh, Ziggler rolled off the because he went to spl- he went for a splash on Ziggler on the table on yes. the announce table and then he just moved out of the way and then like they made a they made a meme where they put the they put the the lyrics to I they put the end of uh, I believe I can fly there and I've then, never like, seen he's that but that's hilarious. Okay. Well, when she almost doomed herself, that's that what I thought of like if someone like take the video of that and put you know, uh, the, the end of, I believe I can fly on there. And then that she's crashing t- towards the ground. Dell and James, if you can do that, um, <laughs> if you listen to this show, we need Ronda Rousey doing the dive. And then I believe I can fly. Yeah. I ain't gonna say no, I ain't maybe, or maybe not. Maybe we just use it in our head. Cause maybe we don't need to be promoting dudes music no more. Yeah. But still like, but still, it's just an idea. I thought like, Hmm, that, that, that's a funny idea. Never mind. I'll scratch, scratch that. Fuck them. Yeah, don't even promote yeah. that. Don't, don't promote that music. Don't do that. Uh, so I, I was shot the right kicks, then not Ronda out because you know the last time Ronda with with, with the kicks, but um, there was a uh, gun rich power bomb uh, from Ronda, and Ronda essentially uh, you know kicked out of the right kick again. The whole crowd I wrote didn't buy the finish. Uh, ah. <laughs> so uh, there was a reverse flapjack into the buckle that was pretty cool, and Ronda did a climbing armbar uh, for the finish. Ronda killed the riot squad after, and they kind of went off awkwardly because I think everyone was waiting for someone to run in, whether it was Charlotte or Becky yeah. or something. And then they just went off air and Ronda was standing tall. And this was another week where they didn't let Ronda say anything. And just being a generic babyface, they don't yeah, want a mood. Yeah. It felt like the, the end of the match was rushed. 
Yeah. Like let's just like, oh no, we're not gonna make we're not gonna make uh the ten o'clock or the eleven o'clock uh cutoffs or so the window. So we have to wrap this up. So like it felt like they had to rush through like they had like twenty seconds that they that they were missing on this match. Um at the very end. Yeah, but uh I thought it was a good match. Um it, it does also make me like if not for uh going through the show and laughing at it so much that we've done so far in SmackDown. I would, have, I would have buried this thing because, like, you squashed because on commentary, did the you tell me, did they ever put over the beating that that Becky gave her? I can't remember because <clears throat> I don't remember that. Because, but that would have been a. But don't you think that? Don't you think like you know someone that's good like Michael Cole would have been able to point that out to be able to get over the fact <laughs> that like why after squashing this woman uh, twenty four hours later, why all of a sudden it's actually a real back and forth match? Don't you think that would be helpful also, as a play by play uh, by as a play by play caller? Also, uh, it might have been help, helpful to, for them to build this matchup throughout the show, like you know, let Ruby cut a promo backstage talking about how last night didn't go exactly according to plan, and um, you know, we got some for Ronda this time. I, I was able to talk myself into a rematch. I know I'm not supposed to get one or something like that, and. You know why? Why didn't we hear from Ronda at all? Like nothing, and it's just, it's just like it's it's sloppy. And, and this whole yeah. show was like, you know, it, they had issues with the context of the, the yep. how these people were presented. Uh, right. It was much improved on SmackDown. Yes, for whatever reason, things just happened to go well when there was a blue tint uh, on the entrance and and blue ropes instead of red ropes. Yeah, and also like when there's more time to actually like do some playing as opposed to, oh my god, like we we've reformatted the show and we added these four people that that we that weren't here before and they have to have matches and we don't have enough time to actually do what we need to do to get people to care about these people. Like they just throw they just threw four guys out there just to wrestle as opposed to what the usual thing is where like, you know, the Laura Sullivan deal where like they have Vignettes forever or just the Brutus Clay Vignettes when he's out forever and you kind of have someone t- or Oscar uh, two years ago when they did have the thing and they're talking about how dominant this person is and what they do and why you should care. They just had him come out there and they were like, yeah, uh, he's cool. They're cool. He's cool too. You should like him. Have a good night. And they, yeah. And they were also telling us like why we should like these people rather than showing us, showing us exactly. And that is not, and I mean, I don't know how much, like, that's storytelling is, like, look, you either have to show or tell. Ideally, it's both. Like, it's like, you have to show and tell, but, like, more show. Yeah, like, the point of exposition is to show and tell, but preferably show as opposed to tell. Showing is always more effective. So, um, like, on SmackDown, we'll see, like, they, they they did a good job with that, like, but they, you know, especially with Aleister Black, but you know, it was it was not. You know, this one was just like. Mm. But I will say this: like, good wrestling on the show throughout the car. Like, yeah, the like, I good. liked most of the show, but there was just yeah. so so many things. The crowd was just awful, and it yeah. just kind of like sapped the way they were presenting these things. But the wrestling, like, I like three of the matches. Right. So. Like no presentation for these new for these new dudes. <clears throat> uh, no, literally did nothing for to build towards towards. Uh, WrestleMania, which is now six Raws away, and um, Fastlane, which is now two Raws away, um, nothing for, for building either one. And now, it yeah, so it felt like it was an aimless show with these new people that we weren't, like, given a reason to give to care about, um, other than the fact that they end up winning these matches, uh, which is cool. And then 
<clears throat> and then like you know, a bunch of you know a bunch of nonsense you know uh throughout the show like ronda like ronda getting her ass by a crutch and then wrestling a real match with a woman she squashed but not explaining or or whatever else so, like you just have to take that from you just have to use your brain to, to make that work as opposed to they tell you it which is like same thing with like what happened with uh, the Kendo stick deal with uh with, with Charlotte after the Survivor Series is like so they've done this twice. She's just fucking Superwoman. Um so yeah, uh I mean I, the wrestling A, the 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 everything else I'd give it substandard. Um yeah, it was it, it was still better than last week's rock. Correct. At least um, they had to get a wrestling. And and it's just that influx of talented performers that you can trust to go wrestle it's not just pull anyone from nxc because clearly they don't want to let certain people wrestle and these guys like came in and plugged three holes i feel like so i, I yeah. think that's about as good as you can ask for yeah like this this shows like the the clear like yeah man like the depth on raw is just trash we just have to Brandon Shroud wrote a great column about like how Monday Night Raw like kind of feels right now. Touched a lot on wrestling fans telling people that they're bad wrestling fans, and also the uh, the company line of um, just stop complaining because we're doing this for you. And you know, and essentially the company like and you know Paige has some comments this week which were pretty ridiculous um so there's just a lot of this like point at the fans like you know we're we're watching it wrong uh, a lot of that going on and that's kind of disheartening because we are clearly watching a tv product <clears throat> that is taking the approach of it's a them it's a bunker mentality of it's 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 us versus them and them is the people that are paying to watch their product like, what the fuck like, like that's clearly what's going on here like bet- between uh between hearing all the stuff from former writers, hearing this page thing about the 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 fans are worse than the people backstage, it's like no, the people backstage are the people that are in your that you see and are like being polite and company. There's, but there's yeah. still the same people that are here booking you to bark like dogs and and like pin uh and pin people in like two minutes and do all the other shit they did uh up until the up until 2015. So. Like sounds good, but that's not what it is. Just something that sounds good. Yeah, um, <clears throat> we'll probably get more into that on a different time. But we're every, gonna... every like literally half the roster, half the roster at some point, like have to like stick their tongue down, uh, get their uh, get this man's tongue down their throat at some point. <laughs> yeah, uh, but that's gonna wrap up the raw portion. We'll be back with the SmackDown portion. Welcome back to part two. You already know what it is. Thank you guys for rocking with us uh, so far. Be sure to check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash One Nation Radio. Also on our Pro Wrestling Tees uh, site on the Social Suplex Podcast Network, we got the One Nation Radio shirts up for sale. Uh, James, yeah, SmackDown Live tonight, and it was an awesome show. Yes, uh, WWE SmackDown Live, February 19th, 2019. Out of uh, New Orleans, Louisiana, home of WrestleMania 30 and 34. Uh, so the show opens up with uh, Shane making his way uh, down to the ring. Uh, we get a recap from the main event of the pay per view and the Elimination Chamber match um, with the men. Uh, so then Shane welcomes us and uh, hyping and it starts hyping up uh, that he was impressed with some of the NXT talents from yesterday. So he decided to bring them in to tonight's show. Good Booker. Uh, 
Yeah. Um, all of a sudden, so the Miz interrupts. He comes down to the ring, um, and he says that he wants to apologize and that he hasn't slept in two days and he needs to get some off his chest. He says that uh, two days ago at Elimination Chamber, he lost. They lost the SmackDown tag titles, and no matter uh, where he goes, he can't shake the guilt. Um, he said that Shane took a chance on him being his partner, and he knows that he has a reputation that carries with him in the locker room, and he understands why he was hesitant. And he says, uh, so, and he understands, and he appreciates that's the reason why he took the risk because he knows why he was hesitant for it. Um, he says to Shane that uh, he wants to to be honest with him, that he had a confession, that he actually used his daddy issues with his dad, Mr. Miz, <laughs> um, to try to play on the heartstrings of Shane with his daddy issues with, with, with Vince and to get him to be a part of the team because he wanted... Uh, because he, you know, because he was, uh, but then he goes on from there, and then he goes and says that um, that once he brought out his dad a few weeks ago, um, and then his dad told him how much he he uh, he was proud of him, that everything's changed, and now like he's fighting for the right reasons, um, and so he, and so he's really upset that he let him down. So he says like, you know, but we need one more shot, and I know Shane, you, we don't really just do um, title rematches anymore, but. Um, just can't you just find a way to, to to push the paperwork through to make it happen? Because after all, you are running SmackDown, bro. I don't know why when you say confessions, I thought about the Plies remix of Confessions. Oh, tell my people, oh, never mind. <laughs> look it up if y'all ain't heard yeah, it. They, 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 they confessing, they out here confessing, snitching. Yes, uh, you know, speak snitch nine. By the way, yeah, yeah. So all of a sudden, the Usos come out. And they do, whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> Instantly whoa. gets over. Yeah, it, it was, it was, yes, it was. They're just clowning. Uh, <laughs> they say from the sounds of it that the WWE Universe wants a rematch, um, and there is no um, rematch clause. Um, so <laughs> they go on to say uh, that uh, they'll give them another shot. Uh, but let's be real. Uh, there's only one reason why. Um, there's only one reason why Shane doesn't really want this rematch. He hasn't done it yet automatically. And he said that's because the boy Miz is a joke. A failure and a fraud. Yeah, I was going to let you do it. Like, yeah, yeah. The, it's a joke, a loser, a failure, a fraud, a wannabe A-lister with C-list skills. Yeah, so then they tell him to think for, that Shane needs to think about it because uh, he needs a better partner if they're going to win. So then Shane basically does uh, don't talk about my friend like that. And then he says, you know, at Russell, er, at, at Fast, we're going to take our titles back. And, that, and then he throws in a you, you dig there. Uh, you dig. <laughs> yeah. So. Unlike Young Jeezy. So, a former WWE champion, a multiple time Intercontinental champion, um, somebody on his podcast has once called him the greatest Intercontinental champion of all time. He's a certified geek, uh, play, uh, basically. Been playing pathetic for for Shane McMahon of all fucking people. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. Do you know what this you know what this same storyline is going on on Raw is right now? Like they're doing identical storylines right now. Kurt Angle? No. Uh Shane McMahon, Zack Ryder, The Miz, Jeff Hawkins. Oh my god. This sad sack fucking loser 
is getting boosted up and getting his, and trying to get some confidence from the established other guy, and he's trying to lift them up. It's the same. It's 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 the same shit. It, it's more or less the same shit, except they already were tag champions. Wow. Now they both former champions. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's part too. That's right. They're trying to. They're trying to. Re, they're trying to redeem themselves. Shit is depressing. <laughs> I, I was in the middle of reading this. I was in the middle of reading, going through it. I was like, "Wow, that's how what's going on." Like they're doing identical storylines, except with, ones with jobbers and the other ones with like, <laughs> two, you know, with with a person always in a WrestleMania match and another person that's a WWE Hall of Famer. That's crazy. Yeah, new shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. We, so then out comes um, Alistair Black, or sorry, saying, uh, in the commentary team, um, well, I'm still all, all off on this. The uh, Alistair Black makes his entrance, and then Rose commentary the tells, yes, yes, a, a rose from the crack smoke. So then, <laughs> so then, as he sits in the ring, he gets, he knows he gets a, uh, he gets a nice size reaction. And then all of a sudden, uh, commentary says, uh, "When we come back, uh, this match, uh, this will be a match against Andrade." And I just like, "Yo, what?" In the They're same building as the as their their last NXT match, right? So come back from Russia break, and and then um, Andrade makes his entrance. So the match starts. Uh, fans chant NXT. Oh, at, at the start of the match. Um. Uh, during a during a death spot in the match, uh, uh, they cut backstage and showed Johnny and and Dude uh, backstage watching uh, the action on the Titantron. It's almost as if like they're plotting a takeover. <laughs> so they've been telling us for years. Right, right, right. So uh, Andrade had early advantage and rocked Black with some vicious chops, overhand chops. Uh, Black fought back and, and sent Andrade to the floor. He's he's hitting a dive to the floor, but instead did the uh, flip back off the second rope and he crossed his legs. The, the vintage, vintage black. So how long before that turns vintage black? Like three months. Oh my god, vintage black. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They traded they traded uh, uh, strikes in the middle of the ring. Uh, black rocked Andrade with a knee. He attempted a moonsault from, off the middle rope, but Andrade pushed him off to the floor. Uh, black hit the double knees. Uh, uh, off the middle turnbuckle and then a um, German suplex for a near fall. Um, Andrade fought back and hit double knees in the corner for a two count. He attempted the hammerlock DDT, but Black reversed it and dropped him off the turn, but off the top turnbuckle. And then Andrade turns around and <laughs> and Alistair Black lands what I believe to be the best finisher in all of WWE. <laughs> he crack he cracks this man. With this, with the black mass, as I as I like to officially call it, the spinning black, the spinning background house of justice, it <laughs> it <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and lays out uh, Andrade and covers him for the one two three win. Yeah, man. So I, I guess I guess Alistair Black was over tonight. Yes, he was over. He was over like a mid Carter. Yeah, you know, it's pretty interesting. Given you know what we were talking about earlier, as far as um, it's amazing how much a day makes. Like that one day in WWE, like gets you over to it, like mid car status and mid car reaction. It's amazing. It's almost as if this crowd just sucked like on Monday. That's all it is. And um, 
I forgot where I was going to go from there, but yeah, I just uh, it's like the you know. So maybe the people in New Orleans they they have internet I, I guess and the people oh in- yeah 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 so I, I know some online and can we talk about this off air so I was you reminded me thanks for that but um I saw online some of this discourse that we talked about earlier that was just trash was that people were making excuses for why the NXTers didn't get over on money it's like look if they get over that's fine like not everybody has to be over like a superstar on the first night to, to make it like it's fine. Right, so people were saying like you know they're in a small town, so they need they should have done this in X, Y, and Z, Philly, Atlanta, wherever else. And I thought to myself like, so let me get this right. Like, do y'all think like in some of these smaller towns or whatever is where they do smaller like smaller SmackDowns and Raws or whatever smaller cities? Do y'all think like they don't have the same internet y'all got? What's going on here? I think a lot of people do think that. Okay, well, I mean, like, I don't know what to tell you. I just don't. Like, but the idea that, I just don't get the idea that you think that these people that watch five hours of the product, that, that pay for the shows and come in or whatever else, uh, to the show, to the town or whatever they're at, like, they don't watch the same shit that y'all watch on the network. Like, it's like, come on, man. Like, it's, that's not what it is. It's just they didn't react to it because they didn't react to it. Like, and it's fine, uh, but they went to New Orleans and they got a better reaction. So, like, you know, all the talk about they're just nobodies and this and the third, like, maybe not so much. And also, it does help that, like, you know, they were in a town where they had, you know, maybe the greatest pay- maybe the greatest pay-per-view in, in WWE history <laughs> uh, on the same card. Not uh, WrestleMania 34, by the way. <laughs> yeah, definitely not WrestleMania 34. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, so, um, so then from there, um, we come back from. I'm oh, sorry. Uh, so then, from there, um, we cut backstage to DIY talking, um, and and then all of a sudden, uh, you want you don't want to hear what they actually talk about because they weren't really saying much. I just yeah, they didn't really say much. Yeah, they didn't say much. Like basically, uh, the bar roll up. They they played them off because they're small guys and they're gigantic or whatever else. And then all of a sudden, the um, the bar were fucking huge compared to these dudes. <laughs> well, they are huge. They're huge compared to normal wrestlers. Like, since I was just five, and this seems like six three. Yeah. And yeah. Anyway, um, so it's almost uh, like it's bullshit. Like that that height and shit, height shit. Like when they came to Cesaro. Yeah. So then they so they, so basically like they played them off as their jokes or whatever because they're small. And then uh, Gargano said, "Look, man, we're not here to set the bar. We're here to break the bar." And it was and then the crowd like, "Ooh, like that's one of those like lines." And then they looked at each other, Sheamus and Cesaro, and they laughed it off and walked off. And it was like, "All right." Um, I'm glad he ain't say nothing like we're here to lower the bar or something like that. <laughs> oh God, that would have been bad. But for me, I really enjoyed this because you know what this reminded me of? This reminded me of, like, when they do those in-between segments on NXT. So it's like, you know, we bear, we you know, we kill, you know, the product when, like, they don't do good presentation. This was a good presentation. It's like, look. Um, like, set up something. To, we don't have to. Yes, we set up what, what they set up actual tension in the match or whatever else before you want to see it, see the reason it's supposed to, it's exhibition. Like, that's what money felt like. Money felt like, aside from the Ricochet match where he makes a save for Finn, it felt like a complete exhibition. Like, we just had him go out there and just wrestle cuz. Um, 
So anyway, we go backstage or another part of the backstage area, and it's Jeff Hardy and AJ talk to each other, and then uh, all of a sudden, the man of the the, the real man of the hour, <laughs> Kofi Kingston, and the New Day ship pull up, and uh, because of you know all of the ass whoopery that happened in the elimination chamber, Kofi decides to offer a pancake branch. <laughs> yes, yes, look like a switch. Like, <laughs> oh my god. This- do we have to explain? No, nah, they they know they saw the Adrian Peterson thing. They know what the switch is. Anyway, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so they so uh, all of a sudden AJ and Jeff both take pancakes off of the off of this off of this branch and start eating it. And then AJ makes a face like, "Hmm, it's actually good." Like that organic refreshing. pancake. Like that organic pancake. Yes, yes, refreshing. <laughs> Fresh, Kofi really over t- here too. Like he, yes. big yes. crowd reaction as soon as he came yes. on screen. Yes, another part about this is back at behind Kofi, there's Xavier Woods holding Big E like a baby for no reason, just to just to just to do it, just to fuck with you. <laughs> yes, clowns, fools. So, um, so the uh, the bar made entrance, uh. And then uh, we end up getting DIY versus the bar. DIY versus the bar. Um, right before the match, Sheamus is our laughing at Ciampa and Gargano. Um, I, I, okay, I'm going to say Ciampa a bunch of times. I know. Yeah, <laughs> you you, you messed up your gimmick? Uh, yes, I'm messing up my gimmick, yes. Uh, so, uh, Ciampa, and, Ciampa and Sheamus start the match, uh, and Ciampa actually gets a better Sheamus. So then Cesaro tags in and demanded that uh, Gargano tags in. They traded some holes on the mat, uh, but Cesaro took took over and got the advantage uh, in, after a huge uppercut. Uh, Ciampa makes a blind tag and catches Sheamus with a knee. Like, I can't wait to they actually have a match if they ever do. Like, you know, the, the kinds of knees they hit each other Bro, with. they're going to beat the fuck out of each other because, like, both of them will take an ass whooping. Yeah, that too. Um, so... Gargano, so then Gargano follows up with a suicide dive. Ciampa attempted to crossbody on Cesaro, but he ended up uh, getting caught <laughs> outside and getting hit with a tilt world backbreak on the floor, which was brutal. Um, she- uh, Ciampa and uh, Sheamus fought on the top turnbuckle, and then, oh my God, Ciampa goes for the uh, for the flip over sunset flip power bomb, and because Sheamus is so big and Ciampa's so small, and Sheamus is you know. I don't know, but he didn't get all the way underneath him and then bring him down. So Sheamus more or less just falls right on top of uh, Ciampa and Ciampa's foot was Ciampa's knee and foot was, was bent. And he just basically, and Sheamus whole body would just falls on his knee. And I immediately thought this dude just blew his good ACL. Yeah. His good knee. I saw that. I was like, Oh my God. No. Yeah. I, I, I was horrified. I yelled out "fuck" over and over and over and over. Um, he tags out. That should look like uh, six to nine months. Like, yeah, easy. yeah. That's that. I was like, damn. Like this dude just whatever. Um, he uh, he rolls. He tags out. Rolls out. The ref checks on him too. It looked like in the chef and the ref. Uh, like you know, through the to go, uh, You can see him responding to you know the earpiece thing, and it looked bad. So he he tags out, but and then um. And it rolls out to the floor, and then uh, Johnny gets in, and it felt like almost like uh, they're about they're doing an audible, um, but it turned out to be that they're just doing the match. You go figure. 
Um, yeah, so Gar- so um, anyway, after that tag, like Gargano uh, does his hot tag and runs wild. He hits a, a super kick on Cesaro off the apron, and then he does a dive on the Sheamus. Uh, he gets back in the ring, and then he hits a slingshot DVD on Cesaro for, for a two-count. Um, Gargano, um, they end up doing a tilt-to-roll spot with, with Cesaro, and, t- and it uh, turns into a uh, into a uh, Gargano, or, oh my God, the Gargano escape. And then Sheamus ends up powering out. Uh, the bar ends up hitting a backbreaker knee drop combo um, off the top rope, but uh, Ciampa ends up breaking up the pin, which is like, Popped me huge. I thought that dude was like done for a year. Yeah. Um, Cesaro ends up getting a uh, tag and then tried to knock Ciampa off the apron, but Ciampa dropped off uh, before the he could hit him. So Gargano ends up rolling up uh, Cesaro for a near fall. Um, and then Cesaro uh, ends up backing uh, Gargano into the corner, and uh, Ciampa ends up making a blind tag and then rolled up uh, Cesaro for the win. Um, very good match. Yeah, I like this one more than the um, revival match, actually. And um, I agree. They, I, I'm glad Champa's fine. Uh, I'm, I'm rapidly becoming a bigger fan of his. Like I don't know what it is lately. Like, <laughs> yeah. But did you notice during the match, like you heard a bunch of like NXT and Johnny wrestling chants? I, I did. I did. It, yeah. It's almost like these people went out there and, and and knew, and they got over and had a good match, and people responded. Yeah, and they look like they belong. <laughs> so, so we go backstage. They don't have there. to be fucking set to the cast system of the third brand. <laughs> <laughs> so we go back. So we, I mean, I mean, look, man, those from that was an impressive win. They beat the Raw Tag Team Champions uh, last night. So you know the you know. yeah, and, and then. They beat the former five-time uh, <laughs> tag team champions in the bar. Yes, you know it's not look at see look at these wins and losses mattering. Look 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 at how they're pretending the new stars on the way in. Look at this. Look way to go, Vince. It only it only took you. Well, I see you, boy. Yeah, it only took you what? Like when did they stop doing like so what? Ninety eight when they start doing this dumb shit with the Rock. Oh my so nine, god. So no, ninety nine. So it only took 20 years for him to unfuck himself. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, we go backstage where Samoa Joe is getting ready for a six-man, and uh, then we, we they pan the camera over, and then we both see Randy Orton and Daniel Bryan, and uh, Daniel Bryan's chest is just still welted up from those chops he was giving with Joe, which makes you think, like, why in the hell did they get rid of Joe so fast? Yeah. Yeah. It, anyway. Well, you um, could have got Orton out of here. Fuck. Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> So then we get a video package for Ricochet, um, and then they, and then after the, the video package showing him to be the most spectacular wrestler in, in all of pro wrestling today, uh, they say that he'll be in the ring <laughs> later against Eric Young, and I was like, excuse me? <laughs> Eric Young, who has not wrestled on SmackDown since September. Yeah. I was puzzled by the choice. I was like, Man, I always wanted to see Ricochet versus Eric Young, I guess. Look, man. Look, I ain't gonna knock who they I'm not gonna knock um them for this one, but I do question um like maybe maybe they, they just changed roles. Like maybe You know what I think it is? Uh-huh. They, they wanted uh-huh. him in there with a small dude that didn't make him look that small? Right. I mean, but if that's the case. Why they do DIY versus versus the bar? Then I don't know, because <laughs> like if 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 you look at it like the tag team match Ricochet had, like 
they kept Bobby Lashley away from him like he was a leper or something. So <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. But they were playing as off like he was scared of him as off they're going to do an angle with that eventually. That's what it seemed like to me. Like they're going to play in that eventually. Yeah. Eh. We'll but see. um, yeah, yeah, we'll see. I don't really want to see him wrestle with uh, Bobby Lashley. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Stay away. So, Go to Finn. Yeah. yeah. So they have that announcement. They ended up. Um, then uh, Oscar ends up the 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 SmackDown Live Women's Champion Oscar after three weeks, three long ass episodes of SmackDown of Gold by since her victory over the hottest act in the entire wrestling professional wrestling industry. She makes she makes I guess her. her can we say her return? <laughs> yeah, you know, she makes look, she makes her return to the stage. I, I, I yeah, apparently she's back from the south of France where Jay Z was vacationing. So yeah. I don't, you know. Yeah. So nice to see uh, her. Good to see she's yeah. alive. Very nice of her. Yeah. So then we come back from commercial break. Send yeah. more than a video next time, Oscar. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we come back from commercial break, and uh, commentary gives uh, uh, us a. Uh, the DX induction to Hall of Fame video package. Um, Asuka gets interviewed in the ring. She says that she's ready for a new challenge, and she's uh, she beat both Becky and Charlotte at TLC. She made Becky Becky tap out at Royal Rumble, and that she doesn't want to talk about them anymore, and she wants to know who's ready for Asuka right now. And out comes Maybach music. Mandy Rose with Sonya Deville and I'm sorry, man. They gotta stop doing this tandem entrance with her, with Mandy's music and then the Mandy's camera effect. Bro, like they're, they're blurring Sonya out. Her. Right. One, they blur her out, and not only are they blur out, they blur out while she does her her kick strike thing, like like the Goldberg kicks the strikes on the stage yes. on the top of the ramp. Like it, it just it makes it like a geek. <laughs> it yep. really does. It makes it look like hold on, who are what, you? Yeah, yeah. So. Um, Makes her look like Murphy Lee, <laughs> Memphis Bleak, <laughs> Dub C, <laughs> Young Neef, oh my God. Slick Puller, Jim Jones. <laughs> oh my God! Can we, do we have? Can we, can Drag we, can, on. Gunplay. Or any other number two person that that that's next to the number one. Yeah. Oh, Warren G. Anyway, <laughs> um. So, uh, yeah. So then, um, she comes down to the ring and um, see murder. So, <laughs> fuck. Go ahead. Man. I twenty. God damn it! <laughs> so, <laughs> young drill. I say big country Kang for for, for Ti, but okay, okay, bye. Oh man, so <laughs> yeah. So after, after they come down to the ring, she mocks. Uh, she ends up mocking Oscar and says that she's ready for. Uh, Ask her if anyone's ready for her. If anyone's ready for her, it's her. So then, um. Oscar has the jacket and they um, and they end up getting the match. Uh, so Oscar versus Mandy Rose. They end up hooking. Uh, they ended up uh, locking up and then Oscar nailed uh, Mandy with a drop kick. Uh, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Lacey Evans' music hits and she she walks down the aisle 
And then uh, Sonya Deville tells Evans tells Lacey to leave, and then she just does. So then, so then uh, Mandy jumped Oscar from behind and then took over from there. Uh, Mandy rocked Oscar with a with a big ass V trigger on the floor, like right in front of the camera, so it looks super vicious. Um, Oscar ends up ends up fighting back, ends up catching Mandy with a, a drop kick on off the second turnbuckle. Um, she had a spin. She has two bit spinning back fists and then uh, uh, a spinning back kick for the near fall. Another black mass. Oscar <laughs> uh, ends up nailing uh, Mandy uh, in the face with a knee. Um, and then, I'm sorry, we got to talk about this. Oscar throws a knee, and it hits her right her right eye socket. I'm sorry, her left eye socket. So then Mandy. Falls on the floor and sells injury to her left eye socket. I'm sorry. Hits her knee hits the left socket. She sells the right socket. The crap the, the ref ends up getting in the way the whole time. Won't let her uh, get in the match. Oscar's saying, get the fuck out the way. She it's clearly a work. It's the wrong knee. But apparently, Oscar's also duped on this too. So she they end up going back to the old Alexa Bliss deal where she Oscar closes in after the ref uh, bought uh, Mandy all that time, and then dra- grabs her and drags her, and Oscar ends up gr- ne- getting necked on the sec on the middle rope of Doom. Yep, and then gets schoolboyed for the maybe the worst like loss of the year, bro. What is it about Oscar having to look stupid around yellow haired women? Let's not even let's not even go to that part. Like, why is she why is she getting embarrassed by like these women that aren't necessarily the cream of the crop of the women's divisions? It's it's not like it's like Charlotte cheating to beat her or something. She's not. Right? She's not the. She's not the. She's not the top uh, non champion in the division anymore. Like last year, at least there's an excuse to where it's like, all right, well. She's just challenging, so we'll beat her because she's not the champion. So we're at least we're not like actually like embarrassing the belt by doing that because the champion's not getting embarrassed. She's the fucking champion. She like she beat Charlotte. She beat two of the three women that are going to be in the main event of WrestleMania. <laughs> she beat who the person that's probably gonna leave like closing the show WrestleMania standing or like standing right. What the fuck is this? They took off three. They took her off TV for three weeks for her to do that. Right. And then they had La- they had Lacey inter- interjecting this shit also. And that didn't even play into the reason why she lost. At least that would have made sense. That would have made more sense. Let me phrase that. That would have made more sense. Be like, okay, she got distraction finished because of Lacey or whatever else. And then, like, you, you build towards that because that's the rumor is going there. That's the talk the internet is. Let- Asuka's potential match at WrestleMania, the option or originally it was penciled in that it was gonna be Lacey Evans, and then it got pulled, but she's still in play to be Asuka's WrestleMania opponent. Yuck. Everything about it stinks. Like besides that, I understand the yuck part, and I'm I'm with you on that, right? Like I but I will say that I'd rather have but I, I'm not even gonna get to that. But I don't understand why you did this to her. You could have had man you could have had Mandy um, get saved by Sonya, and they both stomp her out. I'd rather have that than you just beat her. She mm. just got like on this whole show or in this whole seven days of SmackDown. This is 
this is like the only thing where it's like, what the fuck are y'all doing? Yeah. This is like the only thing. It's like they had to do one thing. Like, yeah. Like, I think I said to you after the show, when when you called me after this dude's show, that like they had a perfect game going, but now this is basically turned into after, after the show, this turned into, um, a a complete game, a two hitter, a complete game, two hitter. This is what it's turned into. It's two hitter. Great, but like, mm, like you, you were close. You were close to perfection. You were just close to you. You were five, five seconds from greatness. That close. Yeah. <laughs> you were this close to immortality. <laughs> so, so anyway, we go backstage uh, or to the women's locker room or Charlotte's locker room, whatever. Uh, and she's as she's watching uh, the match. Um, she says that she knows she's uh, she she shows a bruised up a, a fake bruised up arm. Um, and she's just saying that, uh, in typical Becky fashion, she's made things worse for herself by showing up over and over and over. Uh, she says she's the most selfish person she knows. She says, uh, it does, if she does it again, she'll be arrested for criminal trespassing and be thrown in jail and nobody, um, wants that. Um, and it's going to be a one-on-one match at WrestleMania between her and Ronda and it's the main event of WrestleMania because she's in it. So we, we get sh- go backstage somewhere else and we get Shane and Miz and Miz says that he just got a call from his dad and said that he'll be at ringside for the tag title rematch at Fastlane. Way to go, Mr. Miz. Get them checks. <laughs> How much do you think he's charging for a fee? Uh, walkthrough money. I think I think Mr. Miz got to get like 5000 plus the rider. You think he get the rider? He can get the rider. He's in demand. What color do you think he likes his M&M's? Got to be blue. Right? Okay. Actually, where is he from? Ohio? So he might yeah, go with the Browns. On. You know, Cleveland, the Brown M&M's. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So Ricochet is making his entrance, and then we come back. Uh, we go to commercial break and come back. Uh, <laughs> we get Eric Young and uh, Sanity all in the ring. Boy, like, you look at Sanity – or you look at like all of Sanity, right? Over the last like let's say two months or whatever, and like more than ever, like the, what Nick, Nikki Cross has been able to get her do, do with a little spot that she's had, and the fact that they haven't been on TV, is if it's more to if it's more to what you said, you know, after Evolution, Rich, fire the men. <laughs> so anyway, Ricochet versus Eric Young. Um, Ricochet's firmly in control. Uh, he ends up sending Young out to the floor. He teased a dive, but then did his uh, backflip into the superhero pose on uh, in the middle of the ring. Uh, Wolf ends up distracting Ricochet, and then Eric Young rocked him with a forearm. I, I got to tell you, dude, like, has any have you ever seen any wrestler like flop for bumps that in the way that Ricochet does without having long hair? Like, he literally flops like a fish, but it, like, but you don't really. But you really don't see guys without with short hair or no hair do that. Like normally it has to be the long hair guys, like the Dolph Ziggler's or like the Kurt or I'm sorry, like the Mr. Perfects. Have you ever seen that? Can you think anybody else like short that that flops hair. with short hair or no hair that flops like this? It's I'm, I'm not I'm not saying it's a bad way. Like it's great. Like I think it, it like makes the other people look like monsters when he bumps like this. Yeah, I I would have to think about who who doesn't really have hair like that, but yeah. Anyway, um, so then um, Eric Young ended up slowing down the pace, but Ricochet ends up fighting back. He ends up hitting a, a springboard uppercut and a standing shoot star press for a near fall. 
Um, Ricochet ended up catching um, Wolf with a drop kick and then hit a dive onto uh, Young and Dane on the floor and lands on his feet clean. Superstar. <laughs> huh. So then, uh, so then, um, oh yeah, uh, during the match, like Eric Young is getting bust his head, gets his head busted, and then, um, but anyway, uh, Ricky Shane's um, um, nailing, um, Eric Young with a kick and it hits a six to 30 for the win. Um, you go backstage immediately to uh, Kayla Braxton and she interviews the New Day, and Kofi, uh, got a, a big reaction out, like, because they're in a gorilla, and, um, Saxon talked about Kofi's impressive performance at Elimination Chamber, and then Xavier noted that, uh, this hasn't just been um, seven days. This has been eleven years for for Kofi, and they talked about all the things that uh, that didn't that didn't exist eight, eleven years ago, like Instagram or and a bunch of other stuff. And then they um, they end up no talking about Kofi Mania uh, trending on Twitter, and then uh, Big E, and then and then they cut to Big E doing like the live with the with the house mic doing the the live uh, uh, New Day, you know. Oh, I'm not gonna do all that. Yeah, but yeah that like, man was, was it was intense. Yeah, look, look at the passion. <laughs> yes, this is a great promo, by the so, way, too. And yes, it was. It, it just made you feel like, come on, come on, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, Kofi King, and Kofi Kingston versus Daniel Bryan, Randy Orton, and Samoa Joe. Um, so. Daniel Bryan gets Daniel on the way after everybody makes their inches. Bryan comes out last, and he does a promo on the way to the ring. Um, he says that the fans tried to uh, the fans will try to will the title off him by forcing him in a chamber match. However, it didn't work. Um, he survived because he serves a higher purpose than to enlighten and educate. Um, so, so then they start a match with uh, Bryan and Kofi in there, and then um, and they tease like and they tease like they're going to start right where they left off, but then Bryan tags out to Joe. Um, so the heels take over and they isolate uh, Jeff in the corner. Um, Brian's in the, Brian is tagged uh, in once uh, when Hardy was down. Uh, he rocked him with it with kicks for a near fall. Uh, Kofi got the got the tag and then nailed Orton with a drop kick and then the boom drop and then he sent Brian and Orton to the floor. Uh, Kofi climbed to the top, but Brian ended up pushing him off down to the floor. Orton then uh, gave uh, Kofi a back suplex on the announce table and I thought to myself, "Wow." We're in New Orleans, and Randy Orton and Daniel Bryan are cooperating and helping each other. Fucking weird, and just <laughs> so you already so know what, I, what about, I think about this. Orton missed a charge in the corner, uh, and then uh, Kofi's able to get the tag to, uh, to AJ. Um, he runs wild on the hills. Uh, Styles in the lock, locking the calf crush onto Brian, but uh, Samoa Joe ended up breaking it up. Brian was able to lock on the um, the label block onto onto AJ. Uh, Kofi, or he was able to get out of it, and then Kofi got the hot tag and then ran wild after everyone was laid out, besides him and Brian. Um, Brian Bra- ah, Brian back dropped Kofi onto the floor, but he ended up landing on on top of the other guys that took them all out. Sorry about that. Uh, and then. Kofi nailed a drop kick on Brian and followed up with a dive to the floor, um, on, onto Brian a trust fall onto Brian and run. And the crazy part about that is like once they did the hot tag, they immediately rushed to the finish. Of like, oh no! Like there's another like main event that's going over on, that felt like it was going over time. They had to rush to the finish. Uh-huh. So it was like a dead sprint. So um, like yeah. So 
Kofi gets him back in the ring and it hits a trouble in paradise for on Brian for the win. So then after the match, um, Shane rushes out and then he says that he's gonna. Um, he came out to announce that, that Daniel Bryan's um, content challenger at Fastlane is is going to be Kofi Kingston. The crowd goes wild. Um, the rest of New Day get in the ring and they lift uh, Kofi up on his shoulders. The crowd's yelling, chanting Kofi, Kofi over and over. AJ, AJ and Jeff. Are like are both clapping for him because they're happy because they're happy for him. And they feel like they the, uh, those that he deserves it. This was like this was like just one of the happiest endings on a WWE like recent show that I can think of that didn't involve like a title change. Like this was just just, just, just joyous. So happy. Just yes, joyous. yes, it like, was very joyous. Like Kofi Mania, I'm all in. Belt him up. I don't give a fuck. Like <laughs> <laughs> like. So, if you guys watched the end of the Elimination Chamber match, you would know. Like, it, it was just like, it was really special watching that portion. Um, and I hope that Kofi, I hope he goes all the way. Like, I'll just say that. <coughs> yeah. You know, no, they've got hey, their plans and everything else, but. Yeah, hey, man, like, between the Elimination Chamber match and um, SmackDown and, like, the, with the new NXT tiers. Like, I uh, we'll, we'll see where this goes, but it looks like they're all, they're off to a good start with all this right now. Looks like they're off to a good start. Yeah, if they can keep this up, shit, this this is going to be a lot more pleasant. <laughs> yes, yes. So, uh, anyway, that is going to wrap up the SmackDown portion. We will be back with the LeBron James U Bum of the Week as well as the Wrestler of the Week. A name caller. What I say. Let me hear you say it. Call him a bum. It's <laughs> not a name call. It's uh, right. you bum. Welcome back. You already know what it is. The most in-demand segment in wrestling podcasting today. The LeBron James You Bum of the Week. So, we are going to get started with <laughs> lots of bums. So, um, a man that has been a bum kind of regularly dean ambrose he rolled up slapped uh drew mcintyre uh in the face and what drew mcintyre gave him was a two-minute squash where he hit his finisher twice it don't get more bummier than that uh the the heel did was completely wronged in the situation and then he corrected it and then left it at that yeah like don't ever try him like this again Yes. Like he challenged that man to a duel and then got shot down in Miller Street. Yeah. Sounds like sounds like sounds like justice to me. <laughs> I don't know. Oh man. Uh Oscar. So uh Oscar has not been seen for weeks. Shows up, sells out on the mic, gets gets you a gets a gets a fight. You know why Oscar's actually was on TV this week? Why? Because when when apparently when one person with rainbow hair comes out of witness protection, the the other one has to go in. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So Oscar, Oscar, Oscar's back because because Snitch, Snitch Nine is 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 gone. Yes, hiding. Yes. So go figure. Yeah. That it's came to me just now. Conf- wow. Confessions. I figured it all out. <laughs> Confessions. <laughs> Confessions. I might have to put that on the end of this podcast or, or listen to it. 
Oh, oh my man. god. So Oscar, yeah, she 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 sold out uh and then lost in a stupid fashion. So like uh, a dumbass. Like a dummy. <clears throat> um the bar, they, they... Uh, and, and also like they bringing back like the second rope slash middle turn buckle of doom. Fuck. They bringing that back. Oh, uh, so we got the bar. They thought it was sweet. Uh, they had some jokey jokes, uh, you know, based on size, and you know, they ended up getting their ass beat, essentially. So, uh, kind of like what happened with Ambrose, but even Tell like you. not as bad. But Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush for the Little John Rule, they tried to literally jump somebody, ended up in a match uh, and lost, and got the odds even, and ran like hoes, essentially, <laughs> and. <laughs> Like, yeah, Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush, y'all on the list. And then the Riot Squad, three-on-one numbers advantage against a UFC fighter. Y'all should be able to do something. It's three of y'all. Cheat. Do something. Like, be heels. Like, they just looked awful. This this whole, like, between Elimination Chamber and um, the main event there, they booked them with not an ounce of credibility. Were they the first eliminated? No. They're Na- the second eliminated. Naomi and Carmella were the first. Okay. okay. Yep. Um, so man, who is it, James? Because this is this is just like this is this is probably an all timer for the for the bums. Yikes. I mean I'm gonna let Ambrose slide because like the end of That's the thing a, it's a circumstance Ambrose. say again a lot of this with Ambrose is a circumstance yes I was yeah but like I will say I'll let it slide because like it made me laugh when he did the whole are you crazy and he said they're considered like bruh I am crazy yes I am out of my, I'm out of my fucking mind I am a raving lunatic I am just out here doing shit like what what we find out like they're gonna finally make up and then like you find out what's the reason why you turn on me you're like man I don't, oh, I don't I was just mad one day, bro, and I just kept going with it. You dumb motherfucker. Anyway, so, 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 um, yeah, I, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll go with Oscar because, like, they, they been hiding her, and then she go out there and got that banana peel L. Mm-mm. Yeah, that's not not. It's nah, really that, bad. That that is not the that's not the Empress. That is not that is not the ass kicker and uh, that I saw like from you go from when Becky had to pick. Uh, someone to face Ronda um, the night, the five nights before Survivor Series. The crowd cheered for her. Then you go through that Survivor Series when she, you know, she she was down, she was outgunned, and then she made a little run before she eventually lost in the Survivor Series. Then you go to TLC, you go to the Royal Rumble. Rumble. Like she was back to being Oscar again, and then like they just fucked it. Like in four in four weeks, in, sorry, twenty three days, they fucked it. Yeah, uh, maybe Oscar didn't have a tan or something. I don't know. Oh, um, uh, so yeah, sorry, Oscar. You are the LeBron James you bum of the week. Um, wrestler of the week. We got five nominees here. Uh, six total or seven total people. Five X. Uh, so we've got the Usos who uh, are above the law, and um, you know, just flame Miz in the promo. Yes. We got Ricochet, who was uh, phenomenal like, I, both I, nights. When they killed Miz like that, I was sitting there like, impotent, change it. <laughs> <laughs> so we got Ricochet, uh, who, was, who was awesome on Monday and uh, had a decent match on uh, Tuesday. 
Alistair Black, pretty much in the re- reverse order there. Uh, the mm-hmm. Elias match left a little bit to be desired, but you know that crowd was just too much. Yeah. Uh, DIY, two very good tag team matches uh, for TV, uh, and then the man that pinned the WWE champion, Kofi Kingston. So, um, yeah, this is tough also. Uh, I feel like all those guys, you know, they came from NXT, all did their thing. They worked both days. Uh, the Usos were good on promo, but Kofi has something going right now that I feel like needs to be rewarded. Like, he won that last week for his performance in the gauntlet. This was like a carryover of the Elimination Chamber and what happened tonight. Uh, he cut a good promo, ended up pinning the world champion, uh, James? Oh, yeah, it's Kofi. Like, this is this is incredible. Um, like, I don't recall a time where, aside from, like, like the, maybe the Ziggler cash-in, and that's, that's, some, that's a completely different animal, but I remember the last time, like, somebody on, out of nowhere. Well, I can't even say that was Ziggler. Like, Ziggler had those kind of building, like, even when he won the belt, like, people rooting for him to win the, uh, when, not the belt, the, uh, Briefcase. the money. Like, people were, like, cheering their ass off when he, as he was, like, you know, um, climbing up that thing, but like they micro like out of nowhere they just have something with with, with Kofi and like here last time this like happened so just out of nowhere like this like the Becky thing there was a story there was a reason why people got behind her like she kept beating people in the middle of the ring with her move and then she ended up getting you know the shits in the stick um, with the whole three way thing um, Daniel Bryan Daniel Bryan was in, you know, Team Elmo was one of the most successful tag teams of the last, like, of this era we've been in. Like, may, pro- aside from maybe the Shield the most, right? Um, um, as far as popularity, so uh, you know, and also he was he was already champion before on on SmackDown. Like Daniel Bryan had already a, a well established career before we even got to the point that we got to uh, the summer of 2013. Um, like this thing is just, I'm not saying it's even these two other situations I just mentioned, but like. The crowd's behind them, and it's it, it feels genuine. It ain't like you know, oh, somebody did some cute, some cute thing or whatever. So we're gonna, we're, you know, we're amused by him. It, this ain't like Rusev Day or whatever else. Um, even though if it, you know Rusev Day should have got utilized, like this feels like people ge- like genuine support that you know people want to see. You know, a, a person that's pretty much been a career babyface, like like get a get some type of shine. So. Um, yeah, it's it's him two weeks in a row. Kobe Kingston uh, joins the back-to-back uh, list uh, winners. Andrade is, has done it before. Uh, Becky Lynch has done it before. And that is it. So, <laughs> um so our wrestler of the week, Kofi Kingston, congratulations. Uh, Bum of the week, Oscar. Sorry, Oscar. And better show, SmackDown. Um, so, yeah. That is pretty much going to wrap up the show. Uh, I I definitely like this week of programming, and uh, I can only ask for more. Hopefully, it, it continues. Um, you know, you can never trust these people too much because that's when they burn you. But um, Kofi Kingston and Daniel Bryan, uh, I, I'm definitely excited to see that match, and I'm sure uh, a lot of you guys are as well. Um, I've seen just pretty much overwhelming positivity uh for what wwe's done this week so as tough as we are on this show on them for a good reason i feel like we don't normally come to uh the table with 
just absolutely ridiculous opinions that have, you know, but when, you know, this thing just goes over well, it goes over well. It's, it's, I, I just enjoy uh, having, having, having a review wrestling that I really like. So um, that's pretty much going to wrap the show up, though. Uh, make sure that you guys are checking out all the shows here on Lords of Pain Radio uh, with us, One Nation Radio here. Uh, we've got also uh, All About Elite. We've got Sports Entertainment is Dead with Samuel Plan, Perfect Ten Wrestling Show, the Right Side of the Pond, all about elite kingdom of honor and global revolution. So make sure you guys, uh, check out all the other great shows here. Visit our Patreon page, patreon.com slash one nation radio. If you'd like to help support the show. Also look for us over on the social suplex podcast network. Always got a show on Sundays over there for you guys. Right now we've got one in the archives with Chad Matthews where we fire everyone but 40 males acts and 20 female acts on the show and um we got plenty uh of of stuff to to enjoy and we always thank you guys for rocking with us that's gonna wrap it up we'll holla at y'all peace